Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah, g'day, g'day, g'day. Shelter Footycast live from Backchat Studios. It's the Southern River Band. And as always, I'm joined by my host, Mark Reddings. You can follow us on social, Shelter Footycast. You can send us an email, footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. G'day, Skeet. Have you, uh, have you finished the latest episode of Maths, mate? Didn't hear from you last night. We usually have a bit of a text back and forth. I thought you might have been a bit busy. Yeah, no, I'll be honest with you. I watched Maths and I'm embarrassed to admit that publicly. Yes, I am. Uh, did I enjoy it? <laughs> yes, I did. But what you've got to understand, Scal, is you sit there and you're more appropriately dressed than I am on a 35-degree day. Is it? I sit there with my daughters, who are 21, and we predominantly talk about, and this is about the women and, and what cosmetic surgery they may have had. This is true. Yeah. And I say, has this girl got Botox? Go, yeah, oh yeah, heaps of it. Uh, lip filler as well? Oh, yeah, yeah, all that. And of course, you ask the obvious, you know, is that a boob job? So they're just questions we ask as father, daughter. <laughs> and they say, almost all of those women that we look at, and this is, you know, blokes probably have, the, have stuff done as well, but, you know, more obvious with the women. Yes. Uh, this is what they get that. Oh, she's had that, 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 that. And they're 25 years of age. I'm going, what is going on in the world? Meanwhile, Skeeter's just sitting there with his Jats crackers, <laughs> little bourbon in his hand, maybe a shelter, just enjoying your times. It's good to see you, Skeeter. You too. Um, mate, maybe you've got a sour. I'm still waiting for the sour review. Just remember it is Shelter's Summer of Sour, Skeeter. No, I will. I'll, I'll make sure in the next 48 hours uh, around the Scorchers time because the sour, the Scorchers, I'll make that a little uh, This weekend's grand the summer final. Yeah, okay. so let's get that happening because it'll be 38 degrees on Saturday. Uh, they should be pushing the time back for the Scorchers. Uh, but anyway, that's only from a spectator's point of view. But uh, it is a summer sport. I do appreciate that. That is correct. And it is a summer of sour. Sour beer skaters give you a bit of a preview, mate. It's refreshing. It's crisp. It's crushable. It's just a bit different to having a beer. But you feel you still feel big enough that you're having a beer with the boys, you just have a nice little change up, a nice little sour. I went to Dan Murphy's on Saturday and there was a heap of shelter and, and I saw exactly... I, I assume there wouldn't be much shelter left, I mean it's usually sold out, I, must I, have just I swear, I saw a bloke walk out with a four pack of, of the shelter here, so Good. up and about, and what, in all honesty, what I was really surprised was, and is, is the amount of WA crafted beer, the, the, the variety, it is, there's so many options out there Correct. at the moment, so for shelter to 
be making a mark as it is, it's a, a it's credit to them. Sit right at the top. You can win some great prizes in this summer of Sour Comp Skeeter, and you can enter on the website, um, shelterbrewing.com.au, $600 exclusive escapes voucher. You might want to get down to Bustleton, maybe stay down at uh, wherever the big houses are down there. You'd know where they are, Skeeter. Um, have you had any VIP tickets come across, maybe? For this week, no. At this stage, at this stage I'm yet. going to the shoe at 4 o'clock okay. to watch the Scorchers play, and it's going to be at 45 degrees in the shoe as well, so it's going to be warm wherever you go. I reckon the Shelter Footycast, we can chuck a little prize back here, and it's unofficial, of course. Uh, you can have beers with Skeeter at the shoe when he doesn't get his VIP ticket this weekend, if you want to get down there Absolutely. and see Mark Reddings. Uh, very good. Shelter, born and brewed in Bustle, and you are on the Shelter Footycast. Um, let's start in AFL land, a couple of big moments. West Coast have named their captains. Um, Luke Shuey is the captain. Tom Barras, Jeremy McGovern, vice-captains. Nick Nananui steps away from um, a senior leadership role but still plays a leadership role at the footy club. Uh, surprised, happy, content. Uh, thought it was going to happen. Luke Shuey, captain next year. I think what it does say is that Tom Barras has emerged as the next at least strong candidate alongside Jay McGovern, which yep. is, makes sense to me. And, and no surprise, Luke Shuey. Uh, again, 17 games last year. That number will surprise some people because it felt like he hasn't played a lot of footy, but 17 games, looking like he's going to be more a, a half-back role, or certainly not predominantly a, a mid this year. So, look, he's prepared for the change of role. He admitted yesterday that the, the accusations of the club and the players not being as fit as they could have been were probably not far from the mark. So he was prepared to absorb all the bad stuff that uh, they endured last year. But, you know, he's hanging his hat, as a lot of people are at the Eagles, on what Collingwood did last year, what Sydney had done in recent times, and that's come from a lowly position and bounce pretty quickly. You know what I loved about that press conference yesterday? And, and you know, if you didn't see it, it was Luke Shuey Presser talking to the media for the first time as captain, um, reappointed captain. He was just honest. And sometimes when players get on those presses, there's a lot of blowback. You know, they say something and, and everyone runs with it. Because he was so honest, media can't take it and turn it into something. No. So, so, the, so he literally said... Uh, people, people that um, you know said that we were unfit last year. There's a lot of external commentary. You probably weren't f- too far from the truth. Problem is, is when that was asked last year to a player or yeah, a coach, that's in, a, in the moment they're saying no, no, no. We're, that's what I mean. When you when you're not honest, that's not honest, right? You're trying to deflect. You're trying to minimise. If you just come out and say. Whatever the situation is either, whether it be this or, you know, we've seen the Taron Thomas thing, we're going to cover a little bit later in the show. If you just come out and be honest about something, very often the reaction publicly is, oh, right. But if they said that last year and say, we're not fit enough, um, and they don't have the answers as to why that is. Yeah, but so, okay, so, but what's, what's, where do you go with, okay, last year they're, they're, clearly not fit, they're not playing well, they're not running out games, they're getting smashed. If they come out and say, look, put our hands up, I don't think we're fit enough, I think it would be a smaller blow-up than what was continued um, theory and, and the story last year was just continue, 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 they're not fit enough, they're not fit enough. If you come out and said it, where, where do you go? You can't, you can't do anything. Yeah, Honesty, un- honesty is an undervalued thing in but, AFL. But like. also, when you're living in that moment of say that the yeah. group's not fit you probably either you don't see it or it takes a bit of reflection bit at the of end denial. of the season bit of denial yeah, a bit right. of all that just to say look you know what in hindsight we looked at the the way we didn't run out games that, that might be also part of uh, where where boots is coming from just saying like we sat down and thought you know what we thought we were doing what the work we had to we now realize we weren't 
I think you asked me if I thought he was going to be captain a couple of weeks ago, and I think I said that he would be, and I think it's the right appointment um, to continue his role. Tom Barras is the heir to the throne, Oscar Allen below him. I think next year they'll look to make a change. Um, you know, Luke's yep. getting towards the end of his career. Spoke to him on 6PR on Monday. Um, oh, sorry, on Tuesday. He did mention the stuff about the back line. So Ruben, Jimby and Elliot Yo and Luke Shuey, again, reading between the lines, you know, as I do, Skeeter, you take some things for, you know, whatever. It's just lip service. But I think there will be a three-way rotation. This is how West Coast do things. They do little, little t- triangles. So they might go half forward to wing to on ball. Mm-hmm. So you're in, you're in a group, and that's how you communicate on the field. I, I think this year West Coast have got a half-back midfield bench uh, triangle, and those three will rotate through those spots. So you think Ruben Jinby oh, yeah. is part of the golden triangle already? Luke Shuey, Elliot Yo, Jinby will rotate through half-back in the middle and on the bench. And, and that way you've got a young player who, who you, can, you can blood in. Teach. You might be able to... In those triangles, it's not an equal share either. They don't. They won't spend equal time in the midfield. So you'd think out of those three, Yo and Shuey would dominate the midfield time. Jimby will get a fair share on the, on the in the back line and some bench work as well, right? So um, I think that's exciting. That, yeah. that'll, that'll be a good look for West Coast. Shuey's a good ball user, been a great ball user for a good time, and as a midfielder, he was the guy that if he if there was anyone stuck behind the footy and they just had to defend, Luke Shuey was my guy. I knew he'd get the job done. Some midfielders, I'll name, you know, Dom Sheed, he's running around looking for a kick. We got <laughs> we got Matty Prittis back in the day. He wouldn't have, he wouldn't have known what a fist was. Like if he was stuck in the back line, he'd be squealing like a little pit. He's a Brownlow medalist because he, he does what he does up the ground. But Luke Shuey can defend. So I think it's a good look for West Coast. Yeah, and a, a sound appointment. Uh, I think Nat Fife, pretty much a similar narrative there. I think he, yep. he'll captain this year and I think probably... After this year, it might be a change in the guard. We know Darcy Moore's taken over at Collingwood yesterday. Yes. Good appointment. Uh, the son of Peter and uh, some great heritage there. Still Geelong to sort out their captaincy. Tom Stewart, Patrick Dangerfield, probably the two uh, in the mix. And we think uh, James Sicily is going to get the gig at, at Hawthorne. But, yeah, interesting. Geelong's the mo- most interesting because of the Selwood factor and being the running premiers. Yeah, that's good and they've got some really good... I mean, Tom Hawkins, you can't discount, but tell me the last full four that's been no, full-time and, captain. And, and Tom Hawkins, my age, or maybe a bit older yep. than me as well, so he's going to 35. You're not going to make a 35-year-old a captain of that side. I think it's an obvious one. It's between Stewart and Dangerfield. Do you, It's almost like a, a reward for consistency for Dangerfield. Like, he's getting on in age as well. Yep. Or do they want to give it to their most important player, which is Tom Stewart? He's more important than Dangerfield. Dangerfield's replaceable now. Might not have been three years ago. But he is now. Off field, I think danger suits the. I mean, he's yes. comfortable in the media, has a good relationship with the media. Yes. So probably, and I think I think you're right. The reward for what he's done over his career, it was for one year, two could, years. Could we could we see some co captains coming out Possibly. of Jordan Skater? Disappointingly, I think we might. <laughs> um, another big issue if we move on to this one and. Look, it's an interesting one given, I guess, both of our relationships with both the media and, and inside footy clubs. Jack Darling, um, yesterday it was revealed, is suing Channel 7 or, or 7 West Media, as well as Ryan Daniels, personally in the federal court. Um, allegations and, and federal court documents lodged uh, or at least revealed yesterday through the media. Uh, without commenting too much on, on the issues at hand, I think overall it's a pretty interesting time that a player is suing the major media outlet in this state, in Western Australia, um, for defamation. Uh, it doesn't happen very often. I, I can remember Adam Selwood um, uh, suing suing a, a 
might have been the West for defamation around the uh, Des Headland case. Um, I don't know how many more I remember. It's few and far between. You're right. And it's all obviously about the vaccination status that he had or didn't have at the time. And, and there were articles written about uh, him and his preparedness to have the vaccination. Uh, look, skipping through all the, the finer details, this will be settled out of court. It'll be a payment to, to Jack. Um, is it the sort of publicity that the Eagles and the club want at this time, given this time last year this was very much making headlines? I'm not sure. I, I spoke about this as a uh, former team out of Jacks and put myself, if I was a current team out of Jacks last year, around vaccinated, not vaccinated. I couldn't care less about any of that, to be really honest. But as a teammate, I was there to win and to compete. And I And as a player... I didn't want negative headline. I didn't want attention where it wasn't football. You know, I went through that as a player um, through the, you know, up post-2006, 2007. Mm. We won a wooden spoon in 2010 because of that. And I, I think negative attention to the football club is not what West Coast need. And if I was, if I was a teammate, although you've got to do what you've got to do in Jack Darling's circumstance, and no one would be, no one would be saying do otherwise, I think if I was a current teammate, I'd, I'd just be wanting the focus to be on football. So I'd be disappointed as a current teammate. I think that being said, I mean, surely footballers they they, they see the story. It's, it's they're, bl- they're, they're black and white. You just it look is. at it, move on. I mean, it's, you're playing, you know, professional sports. So in a pre, if this dragged on, I think overall the sentiment would be we'd love to move on for this as as a football club. Yeah, everyone would correct. Um, what about this one, Skeeter? Um, Victoria Azarenka, who's a Belarusian. On Monday, we spoke about politics and athletes. And the correlation, um, the who's who's responsible, uh, the, the the banning, the playing under a blank flag, um, all of that. We got a little bit into it. Really good comment on YouTube, and and if you do want to send some of these through, happy to talk about them on the podcast. So jump on YouTube, subscribe to a channel. Um, Back chat is the channel. You can comment, and we can pull some into the show. This is from Maddie Harris. I just think it was it was probably a bit different to what my view was and I was a bit enlightened about it so I thought I might read it out in the 70s and 80s a lot of countries refused to compete against South Africa due to apartheid yep. um, I think a lot of people now say that was the right move similar in my view to the current treatment of Russian and Belarusian um, sports people and organisations and also uh, the Cricket Australia refusal to play Afghanistan tying that in it's not asking athletes to be responsible for their government's actions it's saying we don't think this country should get to be a part of polite society because of its actions. That's an interesting view from Maddie. Uh, I wanted to bring in a current athlete who's getting asked these questions that's um, f- you know, involved in the countries that are involved. So this is Victoria Azarenka speaking at the Australian Open um, and she was asked some questions by a journalist in the media pack. I, I don't know what you guys want us to do about it. Like, talk about it. I, 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 don't, I don't know what's, what's the goal here that um, is continuously brought up and uh, these incidents that, in my opinion, have nothing to do with players, but somehow you keep dragging players into it. So what's the goal here? I think you should ask yourself that question, not me. Does it frustrate you that, um, you know, particularly last night, for example, it was a clear sort of pro-Russian demonstration happening within the grounds of the tournament, that these people are coming and using the Australian Open as a platform for these kind of demonstrations? Does that frustrate you? 
that whatever the answer I'm going to give it to you right now, it's going to be turned whichever way you want to turn it to. So does it bother me? What bothers me is um, there's real things that's going on in the world. And I don't know, are you a politician? Are you? Are you covering politics? Yes, and I'm a sports, and I'm an athlete, and you're asking me about things that maybe somebody says are in my control, but I don't believe that. So I don't know what you want me to answer. And if it's a provocative question, then, you know, you can, you can spin the story however you want. It's an interesting dialogue, and uh, where, where, do you, where do you sit on that? Because you I, know, think, been I on think the- Victoria makes it. I mean, the question was, I thought, framed intelligently and mm. with, uh, with articulate. I just didn't think Victoria didn't think she had to answer, and I thought she handled it pretty well, to be honest with you, because she's damned either way with, with whatever side she takes, and she is an athlete. It, this isn't her profession. This isn't what she goes out in a tennis court to, to have to come and answer those questions or before a, a, a match. So I, I actually feel sympathy for athletes under those circumstances. So yes. like that's the that's the whole argument though, isn't it? Like the where do the athletes sit in influencing this stuff? And and you know, banning athletes or not competing against teams or um, you know, pulling flags, that yes, that as as Matt rightly said, that that is identifying, you know, political duress or pain or, or what, you know, illegal things are happening, war, whatever it is, that, that's one side. But the other side is the athletes, which, again, I may be biased, but it, it just doesn't it doesn't seem in my brain, I can't compute that that does what it's meant to do, which is, I, I don't know, is it meant to, I, I, I think it's punishing the wrong people somehow. I don't think that's punishing the country. Yeah, well, there's always going to be discussions on that basis. You think of the Live Golf with the Saudi connection there and, and their treatment of, of women. There's there's so many that are events and sports now that have connections to, obviously, the Australian Open tries to in, embrace every nationality that comes and, and is allowed to compete. But unfortunately, the, the lines have been blurred for, for what is sport and politics always have been as you say going back to the 80s and Kim Hughes led a rebel tour in 1985 to South Africa uh, apartheid of course a massive issue and they received lengthy bans and a lot of criticism for doing that the flip side were that people in South Africa said this helps bring the country together hmm. now I don't know if whether that that's true or not it's a it, it's a very delicate subject to to try and say look doing a tour of South Africa under those circumstances is beneficial or detrimental towards what is trying to be achieved on a world scale, and that is to give uh, minority groups or or racial groups the the rights they deserve. If you're coming to solve the world's problems, I reckon you're in the right spot. Shelter footy <laughs> cast. No, I'm saying we're getting right into the big stuff. Uh, Mark Reddings, Will Schofield, back after this. Let's get back into our bread and butter. Yeah, let's just footy. stay in our lane because we're getting a bit, uh, we're getting tiptoeing outside our lane here. And we, you know, we, we are footy sports people, but we are not brain surgeons. A couple of battlers. Yeah, we don't uh, confuse us for uh, for professors. Oh, I don't think that confusion has been made. Don't worry. AFL West Coast and Fremantle here in Perth. The, um, uh, there's been a confirmed schedule of match sims and pre-season games. So, um, as we mentioned, Port Adelaide and Fremantle... Uh, sorry, Port Adelaide and Adelaide coming over. Fremantle will play Adelaide in a match sim. 
So this will be broadcast on KO, I believe. Um, so you'll be able to watch this, but it'll be close to the public. Um, this will be the weekend before the pre-season game. So the, the pre-season... Which, which game are you talking about here? This is Fremantle Adelaide. No, well, I can confirm that it's not close to the public. I said that on radio yesterday, and Tanya Armstrong just said, no, no, this is open to the public. I also spoke to the Eagles about the match West the Coast Port Adelaide. Uh, which is the, the week before those other practice yeah. matches. That They're working out whether that's going to be open to the public. Oh, as that'd well. be great. I thought it was close as well, but I have since been told, certainly the Fremantle game, open for spectators. Um, I'm excited about that. That's good. So then the pre-season games are the next weekend yep. on Fox Footy. It'll be broadcast like the you know the old ANSEP Cup or whatever it is. Um, Fremantle play... <laughs> Fremantle, shut up, Dan. Fremantle v Port Adelaide, Frio Oval, 2nd of March. So that'll be fully... That definitely will be open. We, we know that. Yes. And West Coast v Adelaide, Mineral Resources Park, the 3rd of March. So that's the Thursday and Friday night. Um, what do you think the difference is between a match sim and a pre-season game? You tell me, Scott, <laughs> because you don't ask a question unless you know the answer. I reckon you know the answer. So match sim, well, they're calling them match sims, and they're doing six times 25 minutes, no time on. H- actually, hang on. Fremantle Adelaide apparently is six times 25 minutes, no time on. West Coast Port Adelaide is four times 28 minutes, two times 20 minutes, no time on. So this is all... This is all between the clubs have come up with these look, as opposed to the AFL. Look, the biggest correct. So the the biggest difference would be, uh, it's more relaxed for starters. There will be umpires in the match sim, but I think if if if, if um, say for the Fremantle Adelaide game and the, and the coaches will be sort of near each other and they say, look, halfway through the last, they're like, yep. the boys have had enough here. They'll just call it off. You know, they'll just say. Pull them off the track. Achieve what we have achieved. The the bench. There'll be no benches. They'll just be making changes whenever they like. Um, you get a. I think the actual gameplay will be quite similar. You get a real look at what another team does. But in a match sim, you can um, you can change things up. Instead of doing a centre bounce after every goal, or if it's not going the way the coaches might like, they might just. Um, I'm missing the word. Uh, fabricate a forward fifty stoppage. They might just go tell the umpire. 10 minutes in, hey, can you take the ball down to the boundary line? And we want to get some setups. We want to, I don't know, Adelaide might want to defend some um, forward 50 stuff and Freo might want to practice their exits. So the two coaches are going to be that I, almost I, in communication during I, the day? I think so. It's sort of, it's you're not playing for sheep stations. No. They want to get um, run into the legs. They want to, you know, see how some of the younger guy go, guys also go. also play against different Correct. faces. But you can just, it's a there's a few more levers to pull. Whereas in a pre-season game, it's, it's a game that's not played for points, but everything else will be the same. Umpires will be the same. You won't be, you know, they'll be playing full minutes, normal game. It's it's a practice for round one. So you, you get quite, I can tell you, you're a bit engaged in the, these practice matches. No. And, and pre- no, it seems you, you, you are. And oh, that's yes. great. And a lot of fans are. It's just, you know, I know it's a bit like, you know, dancing with your sister. It's just, it doesn't really, from a spectator's point of view, oh, look, I understand the nuances and what, uh, are coaches showing anything like their full hand in these or not? Um. I mean, it's funny though because there's not not many sides have all these trick plays. Like I say this a bit, you know, every side wants to win the contested ball. They want to get the ball going their way. They want to defend behind it. It's a broken record. So I don't think you'll see any anything too different. You'll be able to see the style of play though. If if West Coast, as I think they have, have trained faster ball movement, you'll be able to watch these both the, the practice match and the and the match team, and you'll be able to see. At least I'm trying to. I think you can expect some more skill errors this early on. But you will watch the game and you will be able to... I think the best thing is as a punter or as a fan or even you know, someone even more involved watching is you can see the style of play. It's, it's less about 
But where's Nick Nat hitting it, you know, at the centre bounce? And more about, okay, um, the West Coast have clearly gone away and they're trying to play quicker. And you can you can see that. that that's what you should be trying to pick up as a fan, I think, is um, less about if someone has 30 touches or doesn't have touches, doesn't perform. Um, usually the players are still in a high, high workload area here. So sometimes you won't see exactly what it looks like, but you should be looking for the way they play. So even, you know, if, you, if you're playing super coach or fantasy or whatever it is, looking for that over how, if a player has 35 touches, oh, it means he's going to have 35 every week. No, look for how the midfield's set up. Look for how they move it out of stoppage. Look for, you know, are they, are they getting a winger off the back free? Are they, you know, you can see little things like that. So you were suspecting, given the latter positions of last year, that you'd see more... Um, aesthetic changes more more to the eye changes than at West Coast than yeah. what you'd see at Fremantle. Is that is that what you're expecting? Fremantle will be firming up what they did last year. Yep. I think they may have some little tweaks. Um, they've had some personnel changes with Jackson coming in. How how does that dynamic work? I think that's the biggest one at, at Freo as well as Nat Fife. You know his role. Like he, he he still is one of their best players. Does does he sit in the goal square the entire game? Is are they making him a f- pure forward? Are they playing in 50-50? You'll probably be able to see that in the game. But in terms of game style and game plan, I think Frio will be very similar. Um, great defensive setup, well organised. Um, they can they Frio actually play a little it's a little mix between West Coast and Collingwood because they're coached. That's where he coached. So they can use the ball by foot. They can also move it very quickly, which is sort of a Collingwood thing. And they they do both. They uh, JL would uh, hopefully he doesn't mind me. They call it um, take what you see, take what you get. Sorry, take what you get. You got the footy in your hands. If the opposition's covering the middle of the ground, don't kick okay. it. If the opposition's covering the switch, maybe look down the line. If you look down the line, it's crowded. There's not many options. The switch might be open. So take what you get, and they can do all modes, which makes them a good footy side. So I think you'll see a pretty continued area from Freo. Um, that's. It from Freo West Coast, a little bit of WA team action. The Scorchers, of course, they're having a nice long break for you know for BBL terms, just waiting for their grand final. Absolutely. When you think of what the two teams today, Sixers and Heat, are playing Thursday afternoon. Yep. Uh, one of them has to jump on a plane tomorrow and then back up on Saturday. Now, I know it's not AFL, but yep. yeah, you'd rather be sitting back here, cooling your heels, doing some training. In Matt Kelly's case, getting himself right from concussion. Yep. The question is, um, who does Adam Voges select as your final piece of the puzzle with the team? Because Lance Morris has gone across to India yep. with the rest of the Test squad. Uh, Peter Hatoglu, who has played ten matches this year, but hasn't taken a wicket at Optus Stadium. Right. Not really a spin-friendly deck, Optus, as we saw last weekend with the Sixers. Two spinners didn't do much. Matt Kelly, alternatively, five matches, six wickets. So you suspect whichever opposition comes to town, they'll prepare a deck that's bouncy, very similar to what was last weekend. Yeah. Because the Eastern State, not so much the Brisbane Heat, because the Gab has got a bit of bounce to it, but certainly the Sixers, a lot of adjusting required for them. So Hatsoglu to miss out, Kelly to play. Uh, and um, the BBL team of the year selected this week, yes. uh, Josh Inglis named, so to AJ Ty and Aaron Hardy, my man. So three of the, the group uh, in there. Steve Smith has opened, even though he came into the party late. So uh, the BBL team of the tournament, that's a nice window dressing. Of course, Scorchers in front of a big crowd. Last tickets go on sale tomorrow, 10 a.m. our time. Uh, it's going to be 45,000, and it's going to be bloody hot at 4.30 <laughs> when you're sitting on the whatever side it is of the ground. Far wing. Far yeah. wing in the sunshine at 4.30. Jeez, I know it's 
you know, it's a summer sport, but geez, that is going to be hot for spectators at about at 35 plus degrees. Sellout, is it a sellout yet, or will it be a sellout? Not sure a sellout, but you know, I mean, sellout constitutes 60,000, doesn't it, almost? Yes. So I'm thinking 50. 50 is a great result. I mean, this semi final or whatever it is, prelim today, Steve Smith, Nathan Lyon, Usman Khawaja, Marnus Labashan, Matthew Renshaw, all gone. Do you think that's scheduling from. Is that poor scheduling, or is it, or is it like it's, is it, it's it's never meant to have? It never, it's hard. Yeah. What we've seen is that the figures for Fox for the Big Bash this year, I'm not sure about seven, have gone up 33 percent. Now, whether that's because wow. I think I think it's a, a a better put together package. Matches have been more exciting. Having the the test players, our best players involved, makes a difference. Albeit they've got to go to India, but I think the product this year has been better. Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. I've I've, I've faded a fair bit, and where I've watched more. This year, don't know yeah. what it has been. There's, there's also been not a lot, not else happening. I don't know. And also, we're playing matches in Perth, which you, last couple of years we yeah. haven't had any matches in Perth. So yeah. from our point of view, to be able to go to the school, to even watch a game at Optus, yeah, it's it's worth it. Our team, to be fair, yeah. is, uh, has it's been good. outstanding. <laughs> Wildcats, the Perth Wildcats, they have got two games remaining. They lost their third last game. Um, they've got to win out to make finals. There's some slight possibilities if. Results go their way. If they lose one, win one. There's, but they'll be trying to win these last two. And Cairns and Sydney Kings, I feel like they're good sides. They're top two. Yep. Um, okay. Cairns is missing Keanu Pinder, I believe, for tomorrow night. So that's going to open the door for them. And Sydney, who have locked away top spot, to my knowledge, uh, they won't be bringing... They'll be a bit like Ross Lyon when, uh, you know, the, the last round, you know that the job's done. You've got your top four or top two locked away. They'll be bringing, I would have thought, a makeshift side. So the door That's opens for the Wildcats. Okay. You know, you take the wins as they come. But two top teams to finish off. I think they've got to win at least one of those to to put themselves right in the frame. But it's still a big mountain. I mean, qualifying for the finals in that manner doesn't give me a lot of confidence. No, and we've heard that from you for the last couple of weeks. No, Don't they've had some well good true. results. but they're, And, of course, Bryce Cotton, just quickly, his citizenship um, becoming naturalised, um, that's not happening in the short term. He's not, he's not won't be representing Australia in the Olympics in 2024. It's just been a, an absolute debacle to try and, whether it's immigration, whether it's the government, whether it's Basketball Australia, whoever it is, they've just not made this happen as quickly as what it could have done. I do think, though, um, you know, having been an athlete, I, I do think you know athletes are put to the front of the line sometimes. It makes yeah. me think if he can't do it, imagine, you know, it's a regular punter who's, no, who's lived cool. in this country and, you know, just apply their trade, not in the public realm. If if that's the process, well, Bryce Cotton shouldn't get special consideration, in my opinion. Having said that, he's been. I think he applied three or four years ago. Now right. that might be oh, normal. Yeah, correct. That might be normal process. Correct. Again, once again, you and As, I out of our, in our comfort lane. zone, Perth Glory, <laughs> not comfort zone lane. Perth Glory. Uh, they play the Newcastle Jets at Macedonia Park on Saturday. Still in seventh, they can they can play finals, which is a big big thing. Seeing as though they uh, finished, oh, they were on the bottom of the ladder at the start of this season. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to get into a couple of big issues, um, a couple in footy, uh, a nice little cricket story as well, and the goat retires. Mark Reddings, Will Schofield, Shelter Footycast. Taron Thomas um, in AFL land. Uh, it was a pretty interesting um, series of events yesterday, being uh, Wednesday. Uh, the Footy Club North Melbourne came out with a statement. Um, summarised for people who didn't see it. Uh, yes, we're aware of allegations made around Taron Thomas, um, specifically around women. Um, we are aware we've, we've, com- we've, we've uh, complied with the AFL and the Integrity Department. You know, police are involved, but we'll effectively wrap our arms around him and he'll continue at the club. 
within hours, that changed to Taron Thomas is away from the football club. You might have followed it closer than I have. What are your views on it? Yeah, I thought Sonia Hood could have been stronger. I, I know it's a delicate issue. I know, particularly with the Clarko um, uh, investigation, the background and, and how that racial investigation is continuing. But let's put this case in isolation. Multiple women, and bear in mind, he's already been charged with threatening to distribute an explicit image. Yep. That's there. Multiple women have since come forward about harassment, about intimidation, about his behaviour. The club decided, no, we're still going to stand by him at that stage. I would have thought it would have been a perfect opportunity to say, Tarrant, go and have some time away from the game. This is this. Let's get this sorted before we expose you to more cameras at training, more scrutiny. Uh, if you're innocent, fine. That will be decided in the fullness of time, as they say. If not, then a decision, I think, has to be made very quickly if, if it's proven he's guilty on on a third of the... Anyway, he, he, harassment of women and, and what the league's trying to do with regards to respect of women, he won't be playing this year if, if, if these allegations are proven correct. I saw Kane Corns. Take it, take it or leave it. I know some people won't have him, but he has strong opinions. I... I, I personally respect that. He's, he's happy to stand by his words. Sometimes it seems a little over the top, but I would say the majority is pretty well placed. He said that if 20% of these allegations are correct, he should never play AFL again. Well, I'm not I'm not disputing it. You know, if, if, if they are as bad as what these allegations are, then absolutely. I mean, I've, I, I, you know, I've got daughters, I've got a wife. Women play a huge part in my life, as they have in yours. Yep. And, and if this is where it's at, if these allegations are true... As good as Taron Thomas might be, he's not a star. He's a good player emerging, but cut him free. Which is a which is a, a rel- it should be irrelevant whether they're should stars be, or not. I mean, Jordan Ngoi was last oh, year. Yeah, well, well, that's a nice segue because Jordan Ngoi copped a, a lot of heat, a lot of heat, and um, perhaps deservedly so to some degree. But by the same token, um, the woman that he was involved with in Bali said it was consensual, so. I don't know. I just think that the the heat went on him yep. really strongly. Um, and Taron Thomas with the allegations, I, I just, whether it's a Collingwood, North Melbourne thing, I'm not sure, but it, it does seem as if there's been a a slight difference in the way that these two matters have been addressed just from the outside. Hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, I think you've summarised it pretty well, Skeeter. Um, it will, we'll keep you updated with how that progresses along, but at the moment, Taron Thomas is away from the footy club and, and it's with police. It's, it's, it's now out of the AFL's hands. I think the AFL will come out and say we won't be, out, we won't be putting any punishment until it's resolved at the higher level, which is... Could take some time. Correct. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and that is probably the last thing North Melbourne needs as a football club. Um, but again, some things are bigger than football and this is one of them. Um, Tom Brady, greatest of all time. Retires properly. Yeah, it was an interesting one because last year um, journalists broke it, and so it was a, it was a, it was a, you know, he's retired, and it almost looked like Tom Brady went on another year just to say, you know what, you don't tell me when I finish because he didn't play very well this year, and I think he should have ended last year. The end comes for everybody in any in any realm of life. <laughs> maybe Correct? maybe he's saying to his uh, wife at the time, "Hey, you don't tell me when to retire. I tell you when I'm finishing." Correct, pressing. but it, can't, it can't have been for money. He's not, he's, no. not, he's not playing for money well, he, at this well, stage. Either way, he's got a broadcasting commentary deal <laughs> at his feet but, worth about a half a billion yeah, Australian but, dollars. Yeah, but if, if he walked into sweeping rubbish on the street, he, he's just earned a billion dollars playing. He's not playing for money. No, of course not. He was. Why was he doing it then? Ego. Uh, 
Ego. Ego. Ego, but you know, maybe a good way. Competitive spirit. You know, you know that's his identity. 23 seasons. Um, yeah. The greatest of all time. I don't think there's any question in American football as a quarterback. But yeah, he's uh, it's interesting. I looked on Twitter last night. There it was. Sand dunes. On the beach, you know, just... Uh, and he did... I thought he, it was a it was a well well put together articulate speech. Uh, from your top, thing off the top about maths, I will say his top lip wasn't moving a whole lot, Tommy. I reckon he's had a fair bit of work done, Tommy Brady. Really? Oh, mate, Are you gonna have another look. Oh, oh, maybe ask your daughters. Okay, <laughs> ask ask your twin daughters about Tom Brady and how much work you get some work as in the whole. Oh, mate, I, like he's mate, he's got like he's got like a Botox top lip, almost guaranteed, almost guaranteed. <laughs> Which is ridiculous, Tom. Like, what are you doing, mate? mate? He's married to, was married, and might still be married to the most beautiful woman. Maybe that's the issue. Maybe, maybe he's, maybe he's not married. Maybe he's trying to attract. He's the... a good-looking rooster, though, isn't he? Well, all thanks to medical science. Oh, so. it's... <laughs> <laughs> um, so back to footy. Yeah, seeing this Josh Gilby stuff. Yeah, milk. Just loves milk. his milk. Just milk, like milk. Kramer. Just just skulls <laughs> <of> the milk. <laughs> I've, I've seen some stuff saying there should be a milk company trying to sponsor him. The, so Josh Gilby, if you Replaced don't Replaced water with milk. Is that right? GWS draft day this year, and there was a journalist at GWS covering the team for a week, um, and, and they had to get up and, and share three things about themselves that was either important or maybe people didn't know. I've done this at West Coast, as, even as a senior player. Get in front to help to build connection. He's got up in the front of the group, and he said, I don't know, I'm from, I'm from wherever he's from, from Geelong, play this, blah, blah, blah. And then he said, oh, my favourite colour's red. And number three, I only drink milk. I've replaced water with milk. And it's true. He doesn't drink. So he goes to a run, a 5K run. And yes, I, I love milk. As a kid, I love milk. I have, you know, have a veggie toast with yeah. milk, and I still love milk. Yeah, but that's, he doesn't drink water? Apparently he's replaced water in That can't be right. <laughs> I'm telling you. And I've read it. I've seen it. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. It's outrageous. Josh Gilby, best of luck to the young man. Um, Moo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's finish this one. Uh, who's the South Australian uh, women cricketer? That's two South African. Right? What did I say? South, Af- South Australian. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Not too far. A couple of geologists going at it, even though geology's to do with stones. Um, <laughs> South African women's cricket. <laughs> oh, the wheels are well and truly off here on the Shelter yeah. Footycast. South African women's cricketer. Yes, former captain, uh, yes. Danya Van Niekerk, I think her name is. Uh, it really big story in cricket. The World Cup, T20 World Cup, coming up in about 10 days in South Africa. Australia, of course, going as favourites. But she has not made the team on the basis of... And a coach has come out and said, non-negotiables. She didn't complete the 2K time trial uh, in the required time of 9 minutes 30, I think it was off the top of my head. She was 18 seconds slower than that. Now, bear in mind, uh, whether it's females, whether it's women's cricket, whether it's, I know you've come from elite men's sport, those times you go, well, that's yeah. amazing. The, but the, the, but time, the times are relevant. The, yeah, the, the, I guess the question people are asking now is, she's regarded as a great leader, obviously a very talented cricketer, but because she doesn't have the fitness levels to pass the the bar, she's dropped. And that uh, that's created, I guess, a lot of conversation. I've seen commentary around this that brings the fact that she's a woman into it, the fact that 2K time trials, you know, that, that doesn't seem like something that's a good fitness measure for cricket. You know, that cricketers aren't running around constantly. for Like a 2K time trial for a footballer makes sense. Important. If yeah. you can, you know, but... I said the times are relevant, but it sounds like the time is a very slow time, to be to be really honest. Yeah, it is. Um, I've seen all the commentary about, you know, fat shaming and, and, and all of this. 
She is a, an elite sportsman. She has been the captain of her country, and she can't tick it. She can't tick a fitness box. And you and and what as the coach, you're meant to say, "Oh, actually, she's the captain. It's all good. She can pass." But everyone else, you have to you have to do that as an athlete. It, it's, this isn't this isn't a day job, business job where fitness has nothing to do with it. Fitness is a key component of your job as an athlete. If you can't keep your fitness up, you shouldn't be playing. And if that's what the measure is, and if you know that as an athlete and you don't do that, it's 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 on the coach. If he then goes past the blind eye to it, then it's the standards you walk past are the, the ones that bring the whole team down. Oh. You've obviously never played in a cricket team where you think of guys like David Boone, Darren Lehman. That's in the 1980s. Aaron, 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 Aaron Finch. Uh, now, he might pass every fitness test with flying colours. I don't know. I'm just talking guys that didn't move as, as well as, say, others. Aaron Finch, uh, because of his leadership, because of his batting ability, and that, let's be honest, the greatest currency in cricket are wickets and runs. Yes. Now, if, if Danye has got those, particularly as a, as a, as a batter, yes. has got those, uh, those numbers high, I don't think it really matters that you don't have the physical uh, times next to your name. Whether or not... Fitness matters. I don't think that's the issue. The issue is, as a sports person, if your coach uh, is trying to set standards or is trying to ask things of the players, whether they're right or wrong, as a team, you need to buy in. And without knowing at all, I can look from afar, South African coach is trying to set standards. If your senior player can't keep up to standards and you know the consequences, I guarantee you... They knew it wouldn't have been like, well, these are your standards, and then went, and, you know after they didn't meet them, like oh, we're not picking you. It would have been if you can't come fit, back fit enough, or wh- wherever they've been, you can't run these times, you can't play. They would have known, and they didn't do it. So bad luck, like seriously, it's it, bad, bad luck. The, the, the commentary around it being, oh, it's hard done by. Seriously, that's what you do as an athlete. Fitness is fitness is right up there with things that you need. But common sense also has to come in. It's going, I, I totally agree with what you said. As it's a, it's as, not degrade. It's not degrade cricket, mate. This is part no, of the by country. the same token, if you've got a degrade, uh, uh, an inferior cricketer coming in who's fitter but ain't going to score you any runs during the tournament, that also has to be weighed. I just think culture, but, mate. It's culture. You can't have senior players not doing what the coach is asking. It's not outrageous either. That that's the other thing. Well, I don't, I don't you know what, what. I'm not sure how many. To be honest, I'm not sure. What how time many, did you tell me? The, I think it was nine thirty. Oh, seriously, you could walk that. No. You can, I'm not even no, joking. No, you can't do two k's in, in. You can't walk two k's in nine Mate, minutes. It's close, it's close to five minute k's. Yeah, it is. Right. So my point is, I'm not sure how many other athletes in that team uh, push the limit. All I'm saying is, I just think cricket has a different variable, and I do get your point about culture. Why did, st- sticking why, to the team ethos? Why did every other player do their times? What, why, why could they do their time? I don't know. She couldn't? I don't know. Has she been given the chance to, to redo the test? I don't know. Why do you get a redo? Why do you get a redo? She's a, she's a senior professional cricket. Bottom line is, no it, bottom line, whoever replaced her would want to make a lot of runs. Oh, you know what? I, I, I disagree. Bad luck. Her leadership. Send culture. It's poor leadership by her sorting her rig out. Seriously. I'm, I'm not even joking. I'm not even slightly joking. If you can't be fit as a professional athlete, what are you doing? Bad luck. See you later. The, the, the mark that she's been set? Yeah. yeah. The, well, yeah, again, no, I sim- no sympathy from me, as you can hear. There's Absolutely many, none. many other sports where that element of fitness. You, you tell a golfer, John Daly, <coughs> mate, you didn't do the two k time trial. You're not picked for the, for the <laughs> Ryder Cup. I know, I know, but it's not a team sport, golf either. No, but by the same time, I, I just, I just don't think it's as black and white as what you're suggesting with fitness. But I take your point that athletes have to conform in a team environment. 
I take your point, but I also don't take anyone else's point other than my own. I'm right, you're wrong. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> Summer of Sour. Uh, that was a good one. I like that. We get into uh, a little bit change gonna, shortly. I'm just going to chime in here. I'm going to I'm going to go that as a draw on the debate there. I don't like know it. if anyone came up on top. I'll tell you who does fat. I get fat shamed at home by my daughter. So oh, I'm God. I'm going to seriously. I'm going to drop five k's between now and at some stage this year, mate. Join Fat Chat. So Back Chat. You'll be listening to this on the Back Chat um, stream, which. Just as a reminder to finish this off, Shelter Footycast will be moving over onto its own feed within a couple of weeks. Stay with us here, but we will tell you, give you a bit of a lead in, we'll be moving over. But Back Chat, um, on the variety show we're doing on Tuesday, comes out Tuesday, we've started a group called Fat Chat, right? It's not about fat shame, it's the opposite. Talking about how hard it is to stay fit, how hard it is to not have a couple of shelters, how, how difficult it is in this normal life that I'm now living to bloody exercise and keep a bit of weight off. So, yeah. Fat Chat, we've had about 30 members sign up. You've got an Instagram group. Dan put in his walk this morning. <laughs> I, I, I said that I did my calf a couple of days ago trying to get out of bed. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of fun, a bit of good. See, I might join you in. Might fat, be, fat Chat. It, we can call it Scully and the Fat Man. Uh, <laughs> Who's the fat man? Mate, I'm 108 kilos. You don't look... You don't, you're, yeah, you're everyone not. says that. I think that's a bad thing. I think that's not a good thing. Oh, you don't look fat. Well, I am fat. <laughs> I am fat. For all those fatties out there, and we are two of those... Uh, uh, Mate, I played at a, at maximum 100 kilos. Like, if I was 100 on the scales before the game, you put on about two kilos carbo-loading. If I was 100, I would I would think, oh, oh no, like, I'm, I'm big here. I'm 108 and... It's going north? Ringing, not even ringing wet, just like dry as they get. <laughs> and it's going up, can, so... Can I give you some, just some yes. other words of warning? You're 34. Yes. Mate, when you go past 40... Feed income. It's going to get... And 50 for me. It's like Scully. Oh, I'm looking forward join to Join Fat Chat. If you're listening on and you want to join, just hit us up on socials, either on Back Chat or Shelter Footycast, and we'll add you into the group. It's just about it's about telling people how hard it is, and then you might actually help hold yourself to account, Skeet, because I know you've, you've got... I exercise. Poor limitations. No, I exercise. I do. I, I, yeah, I do. I did a half marathon 12 months ago, so okay. I'm not a complete loser. <laughs> I did not say that. That's yours. The summer of sour, shelter footy cast. We're talking about all things politics, weight loss, but a bit of footy as well. <laughs> Socials at uh, shelter footy cast on Instagram. Footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. Send us an email or you can leave a comment over on our YouTube channel. You can find that at Backchat. You can listen to us a podcast. Watch us on YouTube. When's the next episode of Maths coming up, Scoot? Uh, the shower, sour, summer of sport coming up with uh, the Scorchers. Go, boys, Saturday night. <laughs> I'll be drinking one of those shelters before the game, maybe afterwards as well. See you at the shoe. <laughs>
The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.